Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a, hey, you're doing great or you look nice or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, the relationships or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. Welcome to another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. I'm so excited. These women are just wonderful women that are helping abused children. I don't know if you ever heard of Watchful Shepherd, but Tracy and Jennifer are going to tell us about what they're doing and how they're helping. They've been here for how many years? It's close to 30. We're going to be celebrating our 30th anniversary. I mean, I remember when I came up here and I saw your title on the door and I thought, what is Watchful? I thought it was church or something like that. I really didn't know what this was. So the girls are going to tell us how to get involved and what it's all about. Okay, ladies. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Thank you so much for having us on. We're really excited to talk to you about it, especially with some of the upcoming things that are going on with Watchful Shepherd. It was actually started by a local businessman, Joe Femiani, close to 30 years ago, and he had seen a... A news article on the evening news, a little girl had died at the hands of her biological father, and he thought, if there was a way I could help children stay safe in their home, I want to help. I want to save just one kid. Wow. And it's been thousands. And he basically created a security alarm system for children that they could, with a touch of a button, get help. So Watchful Shepherd was started with the idea that there was that extra watchful eye watching on the children exactly to be safe exactly now a question with watchful shepherd who is actually putting these in the homes so we work through agencies such as children and youth services as well as domestic violence okay. and those agencies put these in they monitor them they work with families they're actually part of a safety program for families that are dealing with issues with regard to child abuse with regard to neglect with regard to drug abuse and i'm thinking maybe some of your listeners might be saying why would you keep children there why wouldn't they be taken right exactly the problem becomes and it's increased over the years there are no beautiful little orphanage homes to take children to it's difficult getting kinship care and the idea is that a lot of children don't want to be the reason that their family breaks up and so there's a lot of legislation going through right now federal as well as state that is called family first and the idea is Mm -hmm. that you wrap services around these families so that they can continue to keep their family together you work together to keep families together. I love this that. is 
in fact, I think is a great idea because it allows that family to stay together and there's an in-home unit that has basically been the bread and butter. It's what this uh, nonprofit was founded on so many years ago and now just recently a mobile unit. But he did it with the, there there was not a 911 system. There was not national call centers. He went around and it started out of Cannonsburg Hospital. He went to the various police departments, agencies, and set up his own phone system for these units. And this was 30 years ago? 30 years ago. Wow. Now, Jen, how long have you been working for Watchful Shepherd? So I just uh, started with Watchful Shepherd in February of this year. It was a great time to start because there were a lot of changes happening with Watchful Shepherd. They just updated their in-home units from 3G to 4G. So there was a lot of um, traveling to the locations, to visiting the children and youth service agencies that were using the units. And it gave me a chance to actually get to meet um, some of the caseworkers and managers that we would be working with. And it also was the beginning of our mobile, discrete mobile device that we now are able to offer um, different families and different um, agencies that we work with. That's unbelievable. So do you girls have a um, background in like social worker or, or is this just something that you're passionate about and you... So I had a business degree um, and I was basically at home raising my children after they were born and I worked for another nonprofit. We uh, sent um, missionaries to Haiti. Oh and my as that met the previous um, executive director, it was through a friend of the family they were looking, she was getting ready to retire. And I had worked with various children's programs through my own family as well as through our church. And it, I, I have to say I probably more stumbled upon it as opposed to, you know, passionate about right. the situation. But when you hear the passion behind the our founder, the family story, how they've helped. The cause. Yeah. The cause itself. And it became like, this is a no-brainer. This is so easy, especially when you look at, I mean, we raise the money which you're helping us to do so that these go in uh, free of charge. So there's no charge to the agencies and families, whereas at the beginning, this was a $20,000 investment because of the equipment. Who can afford that? Who can? Mm. Especially back then. Right, right. And that basically was the cost of the county. That was the cost of... And so he really did have to go around and raise money, and, and he did through the various you know, rotaries and so forth. But when we were um, looking for a program manager, it was a blessing when we found Jen because of her background. And I'll let you let her talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my background is in education. I've been an educator for over 20 years. And with the changes that have been happening with COVID, I just felt that I needed to take my skills and just go in a different direction. So as I was, you know, kind of him and hawing around what to do um, next, I came across the posting, came in and spoke with Tracy and Joe. And I think that Tracy and I immediately kind of hit it off right away. And just her passion about um, Watchful Shepherd's mission was just amazing. And I just knew that I 
would be a good fit with the program and that we would work really well together and that it was dealing with children. Right. I, I mean, it's it, children. It, it fell right in line Your with heart is, where, you know. yeah, where my heart is placed. So um, I was really excited to start the program. See, I love this. I mm-hmm. look at you too and I think you girls are angels. Mm-hmm. You really are. You are saving lives. You're saving lives. Well, there's a specific story we'll tell you at the end that it definitely was our, this is why we're here moment. And this is, you know, so naive of me. I live in this township, and I didn't even know Watchful Shepherd was here. I know you probably don't publicize, but it's just, it's nice to know you're here and for the community to know and everybody outside the community, like, to, to help. I mean, this is what a great cause for these children. And I think, you know, before I go, you know, as a, if I retire or, you know, in years to come, right. I, I always say when I'm given a presentation, it's the best kept secret in southwestern Pennsylvania. And my mission is for it not to be. The right. idea that it continues to grow. And I, I really feel like Jen shares that passion mm-hmm. with me. Like, we, we do not want this yeah. to be a secret because right. what it's starting to do with the continuation of the program with these mobile devices, what we think is coming down the road in the ability to upgrade even that technology. Right. We're, we're really excited about getting it across Pennsylvania, who we're, who we're beginning to partner with because because of it, the different agencies, and how it's growing outside the state as well. And it all started here. Yes. And Washington County judges know about it. They've been utilizing it, but it's time to take it to the next level. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, as much as people don't want to be aware of this cause, because they mm-hmm. just want to, oh, I don't want to talk about, you know, with the news and things like that. But this is something that we should talk about. This has happened to probably somebody we know or somebody in our neighborhood. You just don't even know what's going on. It doesn't matter where you live. It could happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And for us to be aware and know that you guys are here, a safe place, to call or to give information to. That's the other thing. If there's a listener listening right now and they're thinking, you know, oh my gosh, my kids aren't safe, or, you know, even a child that's listening to the podcast and saying, I'm not safe, how would you go about contacting? So you can go on our website, watchful.org, and it gives information about, you know, if it's imminent danger, obviously you call 911 or the child. Um, There's a national crisis number that they have child helpline follows up within 24 hours in your specific, you know, area, your your um, county, your state. We we have to work through an agency, mostly because funding wise, that's that's how our board was set up. But that allows for follow up to happen through through those agencies. What we're planning for is you know hopefully they they can call us we can help them work through that agency so that they do have services wrapped around them what the mobile devices are going to offer what yes you know what Teresa I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt will you explain to us about the mobile what are they so they're discrete mobile devices that are disguised as a piece of jewelry and I'm actually wearing one right now that you can see your listeners cannot but it looks like a necklace and it can be worn as a bracelet 
this slips off. It can be worn in a hair scrunchie. It can be worn in a wristband. So there's a male and female version of it. And with a double click of this device, it notifies up to five contacts. Our base unit notifies 911. Okay. This does not necessarily have to notify 911. It can, your safety net. Your right. your mother, your father. I believe. Did it come across on the phone yet? It, it'll send our location, so that can be texted to nine one one if you don't gosh, answer. That's unbelievable. So that's now the, the new children technology. are the ones wearing it. So it depends on their age, and this has to be this this mobile device has to be paired with a um, smartphone app. So either an Apple. Right. Did you just get it? I she did. just, I just got, got it. it so yes. It'll appear like this on the okay. phone. It'll say that, you know, it says that um, Tracy sent an emergency alert from their device. So what I would do next is I would then go on my phone and I would text Tracy as one of her emergency contacts and I would ask her if she's okay. Do you need any help? And then if she doesn't respond. Right, because you could accidentally. Absolutely. And this, you can test it. You can do that all all the time. The idea is that they answer. Wow, that's incredible, this technology now. Like, we didn't have this 30 years ago. This is unbelievable. And And it also sends me her location with on a Google map. So I know that if she doesn't respond, then I can then contact local authorities and reach out to them and say that someone at this location needs their help. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's just, I look at you ladies and I think to myself, uh, you're just, you're creating this avenue or this safe place for these children. And now, is it also adults? Like say a wife is being abused. So what we're finding, especially in working with so many of the domestic violence agencies, that if abuse is occurring, it's it's happening as a family unit, obviously. Now, our mission was children, but... You know, three quarters, yeah. <laughs> 80, 90 percent of the domestic abuse situations deal with children. We are partnering with another charity that will help pay for uh, the devices for a single. So if the domestic violence agency says they don't necessarily have children, but could they use the device? Right. We have the ability to help with that because of this other agency. So these devices, the fundraisers, the donations we accept, they go towards the payment of the mobile as well as the home base units. There's no cost to the agencies or families that use them. But if you, okay, so if somebody out there knows somebody, like a family, mm-hmm. that they know that there's abuse going on, uh, how is that, how are they able to get through to that family or one of the children because maybe they don't want people to know or how do you get through that? It's it's definitely, I mean, that's wading through waters that probably aren't what we have maybe above our pay grade, so to yeah. say, but the idea is if they were to call us, we start working with them to match them up through an agency so that they can get help and so that they can get these through those agencies. A lot of people obviously don't want to involve children in youth services or they don't want to call right. those types of agencies, but they have so many. They They are, and they, they don't. I, th- I think part of what you look at when you call children and youth, you think they're going to take your kids away. And that's really not how they're set up. They're set up to keep those families together to get them services that they need. And also there's a lot that like 
if they look into abuse, they're, they're sort of not dismissed, but they can close that case. There's not a lot once the case is closed for them to help with. Right. But with these devices, these mobile devices, they don't necessarily have to have that agency following or agency involvement, and these devices could help with that. They, they are at the Washington County Courthouse so that if a PFA is issued, oh, and right. they can, they can um, get those so through the yeah. court advocates at the, at the courthouse. The communication with all the different agencies, it seems like it's a lot of people working together to help. Now, these children um, or adults, do you, is there like an age or... So if they have a working smartphone and they know how to use an app, which so many of these children kids, do, I they know. do. They're better than I am. Right? <laughs> Obviously, it's, you know, probably better that it's used in conjunction with a, with a parent. But, you know, some of the cases that... The, it's, It'd be the parent. Yes, and it's a teenager. The idea is it could be used in custody case issues. There's... They're looking at um, some of the rape victim advocacy agencies or if you're dealing with young men and women that are dealing with assault or any of those programs at college, they have a smartphone. This app, you know, continues to work in the background. It could even help, like, when we were talking about college campuses and walking alone. Yes. Man or woman, you just sometimes you don't feel safe. And, you know, you might not have time to get your cell phone out, but if you have a device on you that you can just... Exactly. That's and that's, that's the mobile device. It's Invisware. It's a national company. You can Google it. People can buy these on their own. I mean, they've been given as gifts for college students. Right. The woman who started it was on a bad blind date, and she was like, "I wish there would have been something that I could have, you, you know, gotten out of it." Right. Yeah. Right. I could have gotten a phone call. That's how it started. We've sort of morphed it into our. Your creation of what you're going to your right. cause and what you're going to do. Oh, We had so many people asking for, you know, what about when they're in the car? What if something's happening outside the home? Those base units don't have that ability. They're in home. This offers a way to help those. So do you need to have your phone with you? You do. Okay. That's do. what I, I'm thinking that too, because if you don't, you're not going to find your location. Right. And it it can be some distance apart. I mean, it, it's that's a matter of testing it to see how far the range is. Right. These also, they are not charged, so they have a battery life. They have a shelf life. So they would need to be replaced after a year, year and a half. Okay. But, you know, there's pros and cons to each side, and each offers some advantages, you know, disadvantages, so right. to say. The, the idea is that you do keep it on your person. It's you know, discreet. The, right. You don't right. know, and... And that's that could save a life. It absolutely could. Yeah, and I didn't know if you guys wanted to touch on any stories or anything like examples of how it has really helped someone. I'm going to let you tell it. <laughs> well, okay. when I first started with the program, um, we had an opportunity to go out to an agency and speak with one of the managers about a um, client that she had who also um, was a domestic violence, worked with a domestic violence agency as well, and they wanted to offer her one of the Invisible, the discrete mobile security devices. So we were out there with her. You go on site. We were able to go on site this this time because we were switching out some 3G and 4G units, and it just so happened that the um, mobile security device was available, and we wanted, we were 
describing it to the program manager, and she said, I have a perfect person that could benefit from using this. Okay. She already had an in-home security device, but thought that she would benefit from using the mobile device as well. So as we're out there describing it to her, she comes in with her son. Her son was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And um, she sat down. We gifted her the, the item, and she was you know so thankful. We set it up on her phone, and the son was there as well watching you know the whole process it takes about 20 minutes to get it set up on your on your cell phone right. and she stopped for a moment um, she turned to her son and she said um, do you know what this means and so the rest of us were looking around the room and we're like oh, I wonder what she's gonna say what does this mean yes oh my god she turned to her son and she said this means we can go outside now because um, they oh were homebound they were in fear of going outside and this gave them the opportunity to actually live life He started, you could see it in his face, he started thinking about it, and he was like, wow, maybe I can go to school now, because he was at at school at home. Maybe I can play football. I think I can wear that underneath, you know, my jersey, nobody would see it. You know, he he was thinking about the things and the ways life could be if he had something like this. So, like Tracy said, if we helped one person, that was the person that we helped. And And I know you touched the heart of the listeners because, you know, to have that and, you know, a nine-year-old that can't even go outside or go to school because... They're worried about they're worried about the dad or coming to yeah coming to um, either hurt her or abduct him. Oh so. my gosh! You know, and we you know we I, live in a bubble. We, we live in a bubble because sometimes we think you know oh my life woe is me. But people, there are I don't know how many families children out there, but there are people to help. Mm-hmm. You exactly. know, don't sit back and just watch this happen what if it was your family member what if it was somebody you knew or a friend of yours and you didn't know this was going on I mean just just being there and helping and so there's a I mean another story if you want to share about the the other place that we visited with the older woman who needed go ahead (laughs) so we were once again visiting with an agency and um the woman that we were speaking with she's like I have a client who could benefit from one of these but she was in her 80s and she was in a situation where her son was um, living in her basement, but was abusing her. So elder abuse, an elder abuse situation. Oh my god! So we walked out of there with shock. Um, couldn't believe, couldn't believe that this woman made it to this location, knocked on the door, and said that she needed help. And then with our device, it just kind of made sense that she could wear this, and when she felt. Oh unsafe you know the press of a button could instantly get her the help that she needed now with these stories and these people do you um, follow up or do you hear anything about them or is it something that well with the Invisiware that's the difference between our in-home device and our Invisiware devices there is no follow-up with us with that device that once they have a device in their hand it's given like as a gift the connection is between Invisiware and that client so Invisiware does a really good job with offering advice through their app and making sure that they're double checking their device, making sure that the battery is, you know, still working. But the follow through with which Watchful Shepherd doesn't occur in that situation. With the in-home devices that we have, we do do follow up because we get reports. So anytime that our devices are unplugged or on low battery, we can double check with the case workers. What case are those workers. devices at home? What- 
You don't mean the jewelry. You mean not the else. jewelry, but the in-home um, communicators, the security devices that we have. Okay. Um, that's our, our original devices that right. that we use. We get reports on those that actually those devices can. Um, record once the button is pressed. Oh. So when the button is pressed in the home and the police are immediately notified. It records what's going on in the house. It records what's going on in the house. So then oh that can later okay. be used in court as well. So it looks like it's like it could be just like a... I've fallen and I yes. can't get up. Yes. yes. I was thinking about that because I was also thinking, you know, we think about the children and the parents, but there's also the elderly. They're, they're not... That's thinking. exactly That's what that when Joe's original invention switched oh, over yes. you help yeah this is we you know we uh, lease through a company Connect America right. and they morphed their system into a security alarm system so whereas that usually would contact your people right. you know like if your mother had it they would contact you you know we we got a, an alert on the device this contacts 911 immediately yeah right that, I, it's almost like you know if you have a parent or a grandparent or somebody that's living at home alone and they're disabled like I feel like everybody should have one of these I mean how do you you know and a lot of them don't know how to use a cell phone or right you know somebody's not visiting them that often so they need that device they do contact the authorities now for us as part of you know our mission we were set up to help children so the you know in order for us to pay for it in the case of the mobile device with the elderly woman the other agency came in that's partnering with us and they were able to to pay for the unit you know for her domestic violence situation but it allows for the you know these are utilized if violent child is coming back into a home this helps protect the younger siblings and the parents this helps grandparents who are maybe raising small children due to you know it's it's called kinship care Mm -hmm. so other family members that are bringing children into their home as long as a child lives visits or resides it covers as protection for whoever so is wonderful. there. See, I'm learning as I'm listening to mm-hmm. you, lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's interesting how technology and how we can feel a little bit safer when we go to sleep at night. Absolutely. Knowing that we have something there. So tell us about your fundraisers. Let's get <laughs> dancing ooh, for a cause. Let's get, let's get some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> let's get some patrons helping out with the fundraisers. Absolutely. Dancing for a cause. This is our 11th year. We, okay. we only had to not have it due to COVID, the right. COVID year. Right. And um, you get to be one of the dancers. So I know. Yeah, you're tell raising them. money for it. <laughs> listeners what it's all about so dancing for a cause is just like dancing with the stars stars, right (laughs) so our professional dancers are arthur murray they partner with us every year and they they uh, give dance lessons (laughs) and (laughs) jenny's gonna be one of our premier dancers she's one of our local celebrities i am so honored for you to even think i'm a celebrity thank you (laughs) i you know if i could help if I could raise money for this cause, that's all it's about. Well, how about the 
this, we've gotten three donations so far, and all three are for you. No way. Yes. yes. Two are tickets, and one is an outright donation. So wow. how about that? You know, I, I blasted it on all my social medias, and I've been trying, and I, I texted a bunch of people that I know that have organizations. So I said, you know what, if you want to donate or be a sponsor, you know, it would be great. It's a great cause. Would love to have sponsors, would love to have, uh, you know, the donations, and would love to sell tickets. So yes, exactly. the idea is to get people there. Well, to yeah, to okay, so tell us. So if you buy a ticket, what do you get? What's involved? Dinner and a show. And that's at the Valley Brook Country Club. That's at Valley Brook Country Club, So dinner and a show. So these couples will come out, and they'll do their dance. Yes. And then you'll the next one, the next one. But you also have, like, raffles or baskets? We do. We do. We have silent auction and basket auction. And people can donate during the evening even for you to sponsor you, you know, for your dance. They can even add, you know, more donations that evening as well. There are sounds like a... A fun evening for a great cause. Awards are given for the individual who raised the most money and also for best performance. Mm -hmm. And then we have a special award that we are going to be adding to the list of awards this year. Right? Right. Okay. (laughs) Secret award. To come to see what that award is, but you can easily uh, who falls the most. That'll be great. <laughs> no. All you have to do is go to our website, watchful.org, and at the top of this main screen, the homepage, there's a donate now button. It'll take you directly to um, a page where you can select if you'd like to purchase a ticket or just make um, a donation in one of the dancers' names or just right. a donation in general. You can become one of the sponsors. We have a variety of sponsors, activity sponsors, mirror ball sponsors, registration sponsors that different larger organizations might want to think about sponsoring too and that can be selected from that page as well so what do they get if they sponsor are they going to be in a newsletter or the program yeah, there's program advertising there's signage that night all those types of things and all those sponsorships are are on website and they can also call the office and we can we have flyers that'll be going out. Our social media is going to start pushing that out. And Wonderful! Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. And any money they donate can be done in a dancer's name. So anyway, yes. they and sponsor. there are some great dancers. <laughs> we have a nice so, lineup this there is year. A nice lineup. This it is, is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very competitive. I can <laughs> tell. <laughs> I know it is. It's going to be. You know what though? I'm I'm just so honored and excited to help. Because if I can give anything to help this cause, I would. Like, this is just something that I just, when I talked to you girls, I don't even know when it was, a couple months ago, I thought, why aren't we talking about it? We need to do a podcast on Watchful Shepherd. It's been here 30 years, and, you know, these ladies have been working and just really helping the community and helping people out there that need that extra care. Well, and it's a blessing, you know, for those that donate. I mean, they're partnering in our mission to help kids that are in abuse or neglectful situations. And it helps in such a way that it gives them, you know, security, peace of mind. Right, peace of mind. One of the other stories I was thinking about was a little girl in a city. I won't say it just so we can't, you know, pinpoint it, but, you know, for for her privacy. But... 
one of the longest units we've had in was over 11 years. The situation happened to her. She was a victim of um, sexual abuse. She was abused. It was a one-time incident. They considered it a hate crime. It was never solved. So it was in her bedroom from the time she was nine years old or so, maybe maybe eight. And um, the family called. And although we don't usually remove the units that goes through the agency. It was one of those that was so old where it right. started the agency wasn't even there, but we you know, left it in. And she wasn't there. She was in school and her brother said, We just we thank you so much for letting us have this and um Aww. but she's good now. She doesn't need it anymore. Aww. And it was to hear those kind of stories. Yeah. It, it touches your heart because mm-hmm. you feel like, you know what, I'm helping someone. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and a right. lot of people, you know, they want to help. They just don't know how. Right. So with having these fundraisers and doing And we don't take any any um, government money. There's usually strings attached with that. We, we raise this. It's all through private donations. It's through these fundraisers. Right. So that, because like you said, it could be someone down the street. Right, your next-door right. neighbor. You just don't know. Right. There no. was a house that the, that the units, um, the base units were put in. It was so big that two units had to be used. For yeah. one it does, side it or the other. doesn't matter how much money you have it or does how not. big your home is. That's right. It could happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it is. And it happens more around here than people are aware. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why I think this needs to be awareness. Mm-hmm. Awareness, awareness. People need to know. Now, is there any other fundraisers you guys have during the year? So we were known for our house tour. We haven't been able to do that in the last couple of years due to COVID. So the idea is, you know, maybe that would come back. Maybe we could do something virtual. So we're working on, you know, others to come along. One of the things that's going on right now is the Washington County Community Fund, and we'll be doing a mailing towards that. So oh, they they match funds if you, you know, if we if the donation goes through there. So they can always go online on their community day which is September 15th from 8 to 8 you go on their website and you donate and then you can use us as your designation of where you want the money to go and they they help match it so it's a really great fundraising tool that they've started using absolutely and that we send out, right. you know, letters to our donor base. But if it's someone new and you're not right. getting the letter, please call call the office. We'll be happy to send you out oh. a form because yes. they can mail in checks right. from now up until that date. But if they do it online, it has to be from 8 to 8 on that day. On that day. September 15th. September 15th. Okay. Yes. So tell us the date of this Dance for a Cause. Dancing for a Cause is October 28th. The doors open at 6 and we're at a new venue. We're at Valley Brook this year nice and start looking because Lamar promised um, they donated some billboards so oh yes <laughs> can't wait yeah. <laughs> yours look gorgeous we saw yes. the preview it was beautiful you're so sweet it was Thank beautiful you. Tracy and Jennifer I'm like I just you know I feel like I've known you girls forever because I look at you in our eyes and we were getting emotional and we're thinking to ourselves okay this is something that's happening in our world. And it's been happening for years and years. And it's not going to stop happening. I no, know we no. want everything to be like, okay, we're done. Nothing's going to happen again. So if we just awareness and we have that watchful shepherd, that extra eye watching these families, these children. 
Absolutely. It's just a wonderful cause. Uh, and and it, it fulfills Joe's legacy, his dream. I mean, he really started this with just that, that giving heart. He started with seed money from the local rotary. Wow. And, you know, he's built it from there. And I think his family, his kids, they really want to see it continue to help people. Right. And the ways that some of this new technology, what, what we hope to hear about at the end of the year is these, the battery dies and they can't actually transmit. But right. what they're talking about coming is a, a piece that's the size of a half dollar that will transmit and not need a phone to download it. Wow. That'll be huge so more for usable children. for children. Right. See, I love the technology that, you know, it's it's getting better and better and easier and easier for mm-hmm. people to have that help device on them mm-hmm. or with them, you know. Oh. Absolutely. And, and in cases, you know, where they don't want to involve you know, local authorities. This allows them to be empowered. That's what the domestic violence agencies are saying. This allows them to take control of their situation, their security net. Then the other in-home device is a tool that actually can help, you know, our caseworkers that allows for, I mean, these are put in supervised visitation rooms. So it allows for the safety of not only the families, the children coming in, but the employees where these are located. Located. Right. So they're located in areas that are helping more and more people. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, okay, ladies, we're going to wrap it up, but I want you to give me some information on uh, your website and how to donate and maybe to mail you a check, or would you rather them contact you? No, I'll give them any way they can. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, I'm not making it. <laughs> Yeah, they can stop by. We're, we're located in Waterdam Plaza, right above where you yeah, are, right, right above Wayno. Yeah. And uh, it's 1061. We always, our landmark is Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Right can, above. Yeah, they can drop off a check or mail it to us there at Suite 204. Jen, I'll let you give the website. Well, I, yeah, I think the website's an easy way to donate as well. Everybody has their phone. Yeah, watchful.org. Yes. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a, there's a huge button on the front page that says, donate now um, there's also a tab at the top that says ways you can you know donate either either of those you could click on and it takes you directly to a page where you can select a donation just for general causes or purposes or if you'd like to purchase something towards the dancing for a cause whether it be a ticket or be a sponsor you can do it on that page as well absolutely because it's yeah. open to the public right oh, oh absolutely. absolutely okay and facebook twitter and instagram watchful okay uh, anybody dot- can purchase a ticket Yes, you want to come, have fun, watch some great dancing, look at some yes. <laughs> And then at the end of the evening, we have some just general dancing as well, just yes. to have fun. So. Oh, yeah, we have a DJ. And mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. So it's 6 to like 11 or 12? Yes, 12? 6 okay. to 11. 6 to 11. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Should be a great event. And close by for our Washington County people. Right. And hopefully we'll exactly. get folks from But if you over. live somewhere else, you can still donate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, Anywhere. that's wonderful. Yes. Oh. So, you know, Tracy and Jennifer, thank you so much for talking about what Watchful Shepherd that's been around for 30 years. And the name is Watchful Shepherd is they're watching. Keeping watch over Keeping those watch beautiful over children. Those beautiful children. So if you've never heard of it, make sure to look it up and make a donation. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking with Aww, you. Oh, you too. We thank loved you, it. Tracy and Jennifer. <laughs> this was Spill With Me, Jenny D.
Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny D.